yeah, your your class was just such a great learning um, experience for me. And you you had gone over um, how and when to send information to the media outlets, um, not to do a mass email and to make it relevant without being pushy. And it was it was such great information that I feel um, really helped me to get Troopster out there. Welcome to Stand Out, the show that shares strategies you can use right now to get noticed and be seen as a thought leader in your industry. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan, with CherylTanMedia.com. This is episode 60. In 2018, I am on a mission to inspire you to find your voice, show up consistently, and bring your story to life on video. Do you have a big idea? Maybe it's a business, maybe a nonprofit. Could it be a message you need to share with the world, but you're not sure how to find the right people to help spread it? Keep listening. You'll hear the story behind Troopster, a for-profit company that has a nonprofit arm. On the business side, Troopster allows friends and families of service members to buy and send personalized care packages online. The charity accepts donations and sends care packages to military service members on deployment. I am thrilled to introduce you to the woman behind Troopster, Chelsea Mandello. I met Chelsea in 2015, a couple of years after she came up with the idea behind Troopster. She was looking for guidance on how to get media exposure for her new business and nonprofit. This is an on-air coaching call, so you'll hear the story behind Chelsea's success with Troopster, how she used the media to get her company's name in front of more people, and then we talk about the things Chelsea can do to get more exposure, to get the attention of bigger influencers and national, even international attention. Chelsea attended one of the first classes I ever taught on how to help small businesses pitch stories to the media. And I really didn't realize how much she was paying attention until I ran into her recently and she told me all that she had received from the class. Boy, I'm glad I saw her again. And since then, I have seen her everywhere. Every news feed I see, there's a news story being written about Troopster. And I imagine people are saying to her, I see you everywhere. This week, in fact, the week this podcast is being released, she's opening a new location for Troopster in Norfolk, and the media is helping to tell her story. I love working with business owners to help them find clarity in what they need to say so a journalist will sit up and take notice. If you would like to learn more about a media strategy session, like the one you'll hear with Chelsea in just a few minutes, go to CherylTanMedia.com and click on the Work With Me tab. Now, let's get to Chelsea's story, what she has done to get exposure for Troopster, and what she will do in the future to make Troopster a household name. I want to hear about why it is you started Troopster and the things you did to help make it grow. Um, yeah, absolutely, Cheryl. So uh, I initially founded Troopster, um, or I had the idea for Troopster in 2013 when I was on a uh, really difficult deployment. Um, I was on my seventh ship. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, and we were working anti-piracy operations in the Mediterranean. Yeah, and um, 
it was such a difficult deployment. And because of the area that we were in, by the time mail actually got to us, especially care packages, a lot of them, which were filled with baked goods and chocolates, they had gone bad. So, I mean, it was just, I would say 80% of the care packages that we received, we were throwing them away. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and here's the thing is already- you had a tough job and you were looking forward to these gifts, weren't you? You were looking okay. forward to having some treats that just mm-hmm. went to waste. It's heartbreaking. I, so I've actually coined them the heartbreak boxes um, because that's exactly what they are. When you get them, you're excited and you open them up and then you're just so disappointed. <laughs> so back then in 2013, you mm-hmm. thought, okay, this is this stinks, like just playing out, this stinks. When did an idea for how to create a solution come about? Um, Yeah, so I had received this care package from my mom and I opened it up and everything in it was, like I said, it had just gone terribly bad. And when you're there, you're so desperate. So I still tried to eat it. Sure, (laughs) I I would, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I thought, uh, I remember thinking, this was not easy for my mom. You know, she lives in rural Kentucky and, and it's just so hard for her to have to go to the store and then the post office. And I thought, surely there has to be an easier way online. And I was really surprised to find out that there wasn't an option available. So I kind of started kicking around the idea of, well, maybe I could make this a thing and just make it easier for friends and family. Wow. Okay. So you just, it was maybe on a smaller scale you were thinking, or were you already back then thinking big with this idea? Yeah. I've I've always been somebody who, um, what's that saying where your, your eyes is bigger than your stomach. (laughs) You're just, you, I've always thought, you know, to a larger scale. And, um, that's initially I was thinking, you know, international, like what would these boxes look like if they could go overseas anywhere? And, um, so I was already thinking on on a grand scale. (laughs) Okay. Small idea on a grand scale. How did you actually like get your first boxes out or, or how, you know, what was the the steps that you took to get from, okay, I can make this an international hit. Like how did you take your first steps to get to that point? Right. Um, so I'm, um, I'm a really creative person. That's just always where I kind of fall to. I, I love designing and illustrating. And even before the military, that's what I did was I, I was in advertising. Oh, wow. So yeah, I don't know if you knew that. About I did me. not know that. Yeah, so I have my degree in advertising, and I used to build campaign booklets for companies. Um, so I actually, some of my initial ones were State Farm and Verizon, back when the iPhone was new to Verizon. Um, and so I already had this experience um, with researching the markets, with really um, trying to find out what people wanted and how to reach them with a brand. And I spent about a year and a half just developing a business plan for branding the boxes, for um, who my target audience would be, and how I would actually reach them, and which mediums I would use to get the information to them. Oh, that's great. So there's a lot of thought, and and clearly there is, if you were to look at your website, which we'll link to the show notes for this show, there's a lot of thought in the separate types of packages that you can buy for somebody in the military. And I mean, that makes a lot of sense knowing your background. 
Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I really um, try to consider what not just some uh, Navy, but not just what someone in the mil in the Navy would want, but also those who were in the Air Force, who were in Afghanistan, who were in Oman, Jordan, you know, every range of the world where they could be deployed. Right. I mean, there are so many uh, specialties and, and things that are location specific that would make more sense. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're dreaming it up and you're planning and you're thinking about the steps that you need to take. When did you ship your first box then? When, and, and what kind of help did you get to get all of that together? Yeah. So, um, it's a lot easier to plan everything and, and to <laughs> Truth. Kind of up and dream and draw it down. Um, yeah. and it is to press the launch button. It, it was really scary. Um, I'll, I'll admit, I, um, I remember talking to my mom on the phone and I was just, I was so afraid to press that button and to really make the store live. And, uh, that was Thanksgiving day in 2015. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when uh, I, I actually received my first order a few days after that, and um, I, have, I ended up friending my first customer <laughs> because I was so excited um, <laughs> that she had just found Troopster and that, you know, it, it had helped somebody. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember just being overwhelmed, but then also overjoyed. Yeah. And, I, I like personalized the box and I, I wrote a note saying, thank you. You're my first customer. I really <laughs> hope you love this box. <laughs> That's so great. I mean, how, what kind of accomplishment really after all the planning and then, I mean, you mean you had a customer, but you actually have two, like you had the person who bought it and the person who received it and right. the, uh, you know, the feeling they must've gotten, that person must've gotten. So in 2018, how, how has it grown? How, how, what have you learned about this entire crazy process, which I'm sure has had ups and downs? <laughs> yes, it certainly has. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where you, you always, as a business owner, you always want things to be perfect. And you just kind of realize as you go along that nothing is ever going to be perfect. And you just have to kind of roll with the punches. There's always going to be mistakes that you make. And you just have to be patient with yourself and, and go along with it and just build and develop as you go. Um, and I've, I've been really blessed that I've had such a wonderful community um, who have really helped me. I've, I've been in some great networking groups and I've had some wonderful friends who just been so supportive and Honestly, I feel like I'm, I'm not that smart, but I've got all of these great, smart people <laughs> who know, you know, how, how to do things. I mean, yourself included. And I, I think that part of growing a successful business is having mentors and, and having individuals who can, who can help guide you. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I feel that as well is, and there's a saying that if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find another room. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really believe that. Like, there's so much that you can learn from so many other people. So, as I mentioned, we met in 2015, and we met, I think it was maybe three or four months before you hit that send button, I think. And I was teaching a class on how to get media exposure. And you were in there, and I, I guess I didn't realize, <laughs> but I'm glad that you were. You were soaking it all up. Like, you were taking 
copious notes. And, and so I, I wanted to ask you, because you, you mentioned it to me afterward, that it helped you. And so how did you take that knowledge and, and get what you wanted, wanted for the company out of it? Yeah, your, your class was just such a great learning um, experience for me. And you, you had gone over um, how and when to send information to the media outlets, um, not to do a mass email and to make it relevant without being pushy. Um, and then also things like making, making it seasonal um, and really focusing around um, how to be positive <laughs> in your emails. Um, and it was, it was such great information that I feel um, really helped me to get Troopster out there oh, because, oh, you, I mean, you were wonderful and you just, you had this great presence and you really inspired me on how to not only reach out to the media, but then how to have kind of a positive insight for it. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was so great. I'm so glad. And I, you know, when you teach classes, you're not sure the results, like you're not sure if it's too much information or information that is relevant. But I do know after that class, I saw you everywhere. I did. I saw you in so many places. And I'm so glad that that knowledge helped take it to the next level. So what did the media uh, exposure do? What did being in so many places and, and talk about some of the places that you've been featured? What did that do to help, um, maybe get you clients, get you more media? What did that do as a result? Um, well, the best influence, honestly, that I had was um, for Troops or Donation, my nonprofit. So we work with the community and we um, have volunteers who come and they help us pack boxes for troops who don't have families. Mm. And really, your media training helped me out the most there. Um, that first year, we sent out 500 care packages and I had 200 plus volunteers because they had seen me on one of the morning news shows. <laughs> and uh, really, that was because of you. It was because of uh, your instruction on who to reach out to, what to say. Um, and it was just amazing the the turnout that I received from that. And a lot of times people will come up and they'll say, hey, I saw this. This is such a great program. How can I be involved? And I mean, it's, it's all because of that. You know, <laughs> I think it's so great, too, that what the story, this, I mean, it's always the story. Like it wasn't me. It was, it was you, it was your story that a story can generate that kind of passion in people who are watching or reading. So I think that, I mean, that helps me, that warms my heart because people I think really do want to serve and you have helped them see a way that they can do that. So that's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, something I'd like to say, especially if anyone is um, kind of apprehensive about reaching out to um, news outlets or, or even magazines or anything, any publications in their area, they don't know about you until you let them know. So even if you might be a little bit af afraid, you want to get that information out there and it doesn't hurt. Even if they say, no, not right now at least you're still getting out in front of them. Mm -hmm. So I would certainly recommend to anyone who has a business in trying to make those efforts. I agree completely. And you said that so well. Are there some media outlets or publications, uh, TV, radio, any spots that you've gotten that 
you were surprised that they responded so quickly that helped in getting your name out there? Uh, yes. Um, WTKR uh, in Norfolk, uh, they were absolutely wonderful. Um, and actually, I've, um, I'm friends with one of the reporters now. And every time I text them, letting them know that we've got a packing event, they're always right there. <laughs> so that was really great. <laughs> um, that really, that was the biggest surprise. Uh, that one, I had sent them a uh, media inquiry, and it was an hour later, I think, and I, I didn't expect something so quick. Yeah, it was your pitch. It was the story that you're sharing. It was the opportunity to help others, especially knowing we are so military-focused here in our area, and we both live in the same area. Um, and there's there's no question that you tapped into a desire for people to help. So congratulations. I know you have some questions too, because media is is great and it's for you right now local. And you might be, you know, if you're trying to get to international status for Troopster, you might need a little bit of up-leveling. So what kinds of questions do you have about getting more of what you already have been able to get for yourself in the local market? Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you really hit the, the nail on the head with that. Um, because our area is so heavily military, um, it was, I want to say, a little easier um, to get involved with the um, publications. But reaching international syndicates, I mean, I still feel as though I'm in completely uncharted waters. And I'm just, I'm wondering, is it the same process or is there something that I should really consider more? No, it is exactly the same process, but I'm going to give you a little bit more of uh, a framework and a little bit more context. So you are, are you active duty still? You're still. And Um, so have you lived in other places other than where you are right now? uh, Just a few. Um. Ball State, Muncie, Indiana, where I went to school, and then Louisville, Kentucky, where I grew up. Okay. So, I mean, for the military, you haven't lived in other mm-hmm. places. Okay. It, that doesn't matter. But um, first of all, consider your hometowns. Don't forget where you've ever lived as uh, a place that would be interested in showcasing your story because you are a hometown girl. If you ever go back home, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you do. I don't know if now you consider Hampton Roads home, but... Whenever you do go home, consider sharing your story with those media outlets once you're on vacation or, you know, if you've got some time and you're home anyway to do that. But military installations are nation international, as you know, and know that your story can carry above that because you're helping people who are on those installations. So for example, San Diego, uh, we've got Jacksonville, Florida, in the United States, you could focus on those military focused markets and work your way up. So like you've already done regional, like you're good with regional, you're good with our local market, but start then going to your national levels. So go to Jacksonville, go to Rhode Island, go to San Diego, where other military posts and installations are, and then work your way up to the international ones, the ones um, in Europe, for example. So start there, and the pitch is the same. The pitch is about the, the kind of result that your packages bring to people who get them. So mm-hmm. the other thing you could do is 
you know, you could maybe run a contest. And when people get their packages, you know, when mm-hmm. you have people who receive packages, have them like take a selfie or do a video of, you know, like an unboxing, you know, those unboxing videos are so popular. You could do that. And those are people who would be in those specific locations. And you could pitch that story to that local media. Does that make sense? It is. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Yeah. Well, because it, it is not so much about you anymore, but it's about the result that your service, your product brings to the people who are living there. Mm-hmm. So like here in, in our area, you have these um, uh, box, you, you pack boxes for the military, right? You have the, and so th- this is an event focused on bringing people together here, but you don't have that internationally yet. And you know, when you do, that's an obvious story, but mm-hmm. until you have that set up, then put the focus on the people who are receiving those packages and see what kind of story you can grow from there. Mm-hmm. And then the, and, and it's the same, doing your homework. You can watch news stations from here. You know, you mm-hmm. can find them online. You can find them on social media. You can do your homework on the kinds of stories that those reporters do from the comfort of your home here in the area. And mm-hmm. then just reach out via email, just like you did before. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Cheryl. That's, that's really great advice. Yeah. Thank you. I want to see, I want to see you in more places because, uh, that's a, that's a real high. That is really, really cool. Have you tried it already? Has it been something that you tried or you just didn't know how to approach it? Yeah. So I haven't emailed them, but I have been, um, tagging like good morning America on social media and on Instagram. Uh, for a while I was doing this, uh, social media, mm-hmm. um, kind of a campaign mm-hmm. where I was dragging mm-hmm. my boyfriend, Travis, uh, <laughs> who's still in the military. And I was like, mate, <laughs> making him pose for all these, you know, troops to care packages. And <laughs> at one point he was crying because he had one that was empty. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely check them out on my yeah, Instagram. I uh, will. Morning America. <laughs> so you're, you're going big, which I think is, is really, really good. And, and, you know, you have just as good a chance as anyone else, but go for, um, try a producer. You know, try uh, finding someone specific to target and share your Instagram posts with. And if, and so you have confidence now in getting local coverage because you've done it. Mm -hmm. So I like to take the stair step, like take the ladder approach and, and then try, try to do something in Florida, do something in San Diego, right? So cross country and then you can do it simultaneously or right after, but then, you know, try a good morning America. I'm not saying you, you stop your efforts, but, um, it, it's hard for, I mean, they've got, I'm sure a lot of tagging going on on their social media platforms that I'm sure they're monitoring in some way, shape or form, but find a producer who is interested in military issues. It is, you have to do your homework, but you probably will be able to find that if you do a little bit of searching. You check Twitter accounts, you look for bios, you find writers who work for them. And, you know, you could use LinkedIn to find some of that information as well. But finding where their passions lie, because a lot of times they're not shy about their, their, you know, their love for something. And that could be the way you find that common ground. Okay. You know, you mentioned LinkedIn. Um, Is that a really good source for 
And, and I know I've heard also about help a reporter out. Mm-hmm. Um, are these both really good sources for something like this? So, okay. So there, and so they, these are separate. LinkedIn is good in, okay. So years and years ago, we, we were not on LinkedIn. I will say that we were not on LinkedIn years and years ago. Things are different. You might not, you still might not get a whole lot of traction in terms of response. It's getting better. Um, Reporters are on Twitter. They are on Twitter. But LinkedIn is good because you can check their bios. You can see where they work. <laughs> you can see, um, you know, very basically what it is they do and who they work for. And then from there, you can do your homework and find them on Twitter or on Facebook. So it's not, I mean, you can try to reach out to them on LinkedIn. I am, you know, I personally have been 50-50 successful on that. But more importantly, you, it's part of your homework. Like it's part of how you find out what it is they do stories on that. That is what I use LinkedIn for because they'll, they will update that part. Um, and help a reporter out is, is, is good. Like it can be good. The, the rules about help a reporter out and I put a guide together and I'll link that to the show notes for this episode is you have to be very quick. So if you've, have you signed up for it yet? Help. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Help a Reporter Out is a service that is free. The paid version has a little bit more access that is quicker. And see that the timeliness of this is what is so important is reporters will use the service to share the stories that they're looking for sources for. So if let's say they're interested in doing a story on plastic surgery for millennials. Okay. They're going to put a story out and they need a story source, like an expert or someone who's gone through plastic surgery. They need it right then and there. The good thing about that is you know they're looking for a story on that particular subject. That's really, really good. But uh, if they get their sources or their experts or their stories, uh, the people they need to do stories on, if they get that right away, they might not look for more. So if you use Help a Reporter, um, you sort of can't hold on to it, you know, and, and read it next week. Because by then, those stories may not be relevant. They have moved on to the next story. Uh, the thing about yours is it could give you ideas on who's working where. So military publications, you know, it, they could be on there. You, 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 you have to look at it. So if you sign up for it, my advice is to read it when it comes in. So it comes like at six in the morning. I think another one comes around noon and another one comes around 7 p.m., something like that. And when it comes into your inbox, read it. Like read it. And if you are interested, jump on it. And so in order to be ready, you have to be ready. So have your bio set, like put it in a Word doc, like a, your, your bio, your um, pitch, you know, have everything that you normally say for a media pitch, have that ready in another document so you can quickly copy paste it and send it in an email. Oh, so, that's, that's advice. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's, it's sort of speed a little bit. It is a little bit of speed. It's a little overwhelming. I mean, having all those emails come into your inbox three times a day, it, it can be very overwhelming. So, uh, it, it just has to be something that you, um, take some time for but don't let it rule your life because it can be frustrating. Um, and if you use it as an opportunity as well to create a relationship, then use it as that. So let's say you come across a reporter who is looking for something that's not really in your field, but you do a little homework and you see, 
you know, she or he does have a tie to the military or has written about military subjects in the past, because you're going to do homework, right? You already know that because you're going to read their articles or watch their stories. Then, you know, maybe you, you send a pitch after the helper reporter out request goes in. So a couple weeks later, you're like, hey, I saw that you have done the story, blah, blah, blah. And then it's, then it's still creating that relationship and you let the helper reporter stuff die down because their uh, inbox is going to be inundated for a little while after that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. that's, that's great to know. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's just, it's about creating the relationships and you've already done that. So you've done that on a smaller scale scale and now you're working on growing that. And, mm-hmm. and I know you can do it. I know you can do it. Do you have any more questions? Anything I can help you with? Uh, really? Those were, those were my big ones. Um, <laughs> How do I become, you know, national? <laughs> How do you become so. national? Yes. And so it is um, <laughs> such a good question and one that I know people want right away. But here's what it is, is it's building it up. Like you're building up with this this, this um, local attention. And, and here's what you're doing already with your background in advertising is you know what your customers want. And mm-hmm. by knowing what your customers want, you're going to keep doing those things to help your customers all while you're trying to get media. So your customers, I know, are always at the forefront, right? So you're, you're trying to find new, newer packages or new things that will uh, give them what they want in terms of a gift or, or a care package experience. So that to me is, is the most important thing because they'll see that. The more you focus on your customers, the more they'll see that that's what you're doing. And as you get more and more media, then they'll see that as well. I like, I love your social media campaign though. And I mean, it can work. It can definitely work. You just got to keep trying. Yeah. 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 I can't wait to see it. All right. So what is the vision for Troopster? So I know, uh, you know, a lot of people say to me, oh, you know, I want to be on the Today Show. I want to be on Good Morning America. And, you know, I can, I can see that with you. Um, What is the vision for, uh, for Troopster for when you get on that show, what will you say <laughs> about it? <laughs> yeah, um, really, since since day one, um, I have wanted it to be a household name where when you go into the recruiter's office um, and they give your parents the package that your son or daughter is heading off to boot camp, I would love troops or brochures to be a part of that package. <laughs> like that, that is my idea. I, I want that in there that says... This is how you can take care of them while they're away. I love it. I love it. That's such a big vision and one that people can really rally around. So congratulations. I thank, thank you. you for being part of the show and for answering your que- asking your questions and, um, and your vision. I think it's fantastic. My last question that I ask everyone who comes on the show is, uh, what makes you a standout? <laughs> um. Yeah, you you know you had mentioned um, before before I came on that that was going to be your question, and I was trying to think of how how do I answer something like that because normally it's kind of taboo, you know, to <laughs> to to say um, what what makes you stand out, what makes you great, um, and you know I really think that um, I really think that for me it's um, the people that I get blessed with. And I, I always seem to um, be able to find these wonderful people and individuals. 
and I don't I don't know how it happens. I don't know if it's if it's just you know something, um, but that that I feel really kind of makes me stand out is that I'm I'm always able to find such great people, <laughs> and, and I, just, I I love it. I mean I I love my life. I love Troopster. I I love all of the volunteers who come out and help, and I just I'm really blessed with all of that. I love Chelsea's desire to make Troopster become a household name. I think so many times we don't actually know what the goal is. Chelsea can see it clearly, and she's working steadily to get what she wants. I also love how she is putting in the time to build relationships and connections so the media can help her spread the word. Do you have questions about your media strategy? If so, click on the Work With Me tab at CherylTanMedia.com. And remember, we'd love to help you celebrate your media wins. Join us in the Standout Facebook community. If you've been a faithful listener of Standout, I thank you. If you are brand new to my community, I appreciate your checking us out. In 2018, I am on a mission to inspire you to find your voice, show up consistently, and bring your story to life on video. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Cheryl Tan.